Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles. So happy to have you with us. And today we're going to um, look at Chapter 4, Section 6, The Rewards of God. Okay. The ego does not recognize the real source of threat. And if you associate yourself with the ego, you do not understand the situation as it is. Only your allegiance to it gives the ego any power over you. I have spoken of the ego as if it were a separate thing acting on its own. This was necessary to persuade you that you cannot dismiss it lightly and must realize how much of your thinking is ego-directed. We cannot safely let it go at that, however, or you will regard yourself as necessarily conflicted as long as you are here or as long as you believe that you are here. The ego is nothing more than a part of your belief about yourself. Your other life has continued without interruption and has been and always will be totally unaffected by your attempts to disassociate it. Okay, well, I think that... It's just saying that the ego is part of your mind, part of your own mind. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... It's like the part of your mind that's thinking incorrectly. Right. But it's it's still part of your mind. It's not some separate entity, you know. And also it says the part of your mind that's ego-based has not really affected the part of your mind that's your true self and is not ego-based. Right, I like this it's, line. Only your allegiance to it gives the ego any power. Yeah, right. So we're giving the ego a lot of power. Yeah, I mean, you think you get something from it. So, of course, you're going to use that part of your mind to operate. In learning to escape from illusions, your debt to your brother is something you must never forget. It is the same debt that you owe to me. Whenever you act egotistically toward another, you are throwing away the graciousness of your indebtedness and the holy perception it would produce. The term, quote, holy can be used here because as you learn how much you are indebted to the whole sonship, which includes me, you come as close to knowledge as perception can. The gap is then so small that knowledge can easily flow across it and obliterate it forever. Yeah, it's just saying that you're one with everybody, including mm-hmm. the Christ. Yeah. And this holiness and oneness are kind of similar. You know, whole. it uses the word wholeness, too. Mm-hmm. So that which is whole and undivided is holy. And, you know, you're part of the sonship. So anything you got going on with part of the sonship is... Um, causing a separation you know and and it says don't um, underestimate the power uh, or the value of your relationships with your brothers because that's where you're overcoming the separation you know so they're you're indebted to them even if they activate you you yeah you have very little trust in me as yet but it will increase as you turn more and more often to me instead of your ego for guidance. 
the results will convince you increasingly that this choice is the only sane one you can make. No one learns from experience that one choice brings peace and joy while another brings chaos and disaster needs additional convincing. Learning through rewards is more effective than learning through pain because pain is an ego illusion and can never induce more than a temporary effect. Mm -hmm. The rewards of God, however, are immediately recognized as eternal. Since this recognition is made by you and not the ego, the recognition itself establishes that you and your ego cannot be identical. You may believe that you've already accepted this difference, but you are by no means convinced as yet. The fact that you believe you must escape from the ego shows this, but you cannot escape from the ego by humbling it or controlling it or punishing it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think... There is an attempt to try to control it. I, I, I think it's just saying that when you feel good, you're, you're being directed by a higher force, but when you're feeling terrible and bad, it's like there's something up. And yeah. There's something of your ego being activated, you know. So that's all I get from that paragraph. What do, what do you think? Well, if you're not in peace and joy, then you're in your ego, right? Right. The ego and the spirit do not know each other. The separated mind cannot maintain the separation except by disassociating. Having done this, it denies all truly natural impulses, not because the ego is a separate thing, but because you want to believe that you are. The ego is a device for maintaining this belief, but it is still only your decision to use that device that enables it to endure. Yeah, so... The separated mind cannot maintain the separation except by dissociating. What does that mean? Well, I mean, my interests are disassoci disassociated from yours, so mm -hmm. it's a it's a separation. You know, dissociation means you're separate. Mm -hmm. You're you're separating. Oh. You're you're saying, well, the rules for me are different than the rules for you. You know, it it's like. Um, yeah, it's a separation. The ego is always trying to, you know, be standing on its own and um, doing things, uh, you know, without without consideration of anyone else. Mm. Okay. How can you teach someone the value of something he has deliberately thrown away? He must have thrown it away because he did not value it. You can only show him how miserable he is without it and slowly bring it nearer to he so he can learn how his misery lessens as he approaches it. This teaches him to associate his misery with its absence and the opposite of misery with its presence. It gradually becomes desirable as he changes his mind about its worth. I am teaching you to associate misery with the ego and joy with the spirit. That's the main line here. Yeah. You have taught yourself the opposite. So we think misery is the spirit and joy is the ego. That's what it's saying. You have taught yourself the opposite. You, you are still free to choose, 
but can you really want the rewards of the ego in the presence of the rewards of God? I guess it's hard for people to get that they're choosing their misery. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? Yeah. My trust in you is greater than yours in me at the moment. But it will not always be that way. Your mission is very simple. You are asked to live as to demonstrate that you are not an ego and I do not choose God's channels wrongly. The Holy One shares my trust and accepts my atonement decisions because my will is never out of accord with His. I have said before that I am in charge of the atonement. This is only because I completed my part in the, as a man and can now complete it through others. My chosen channels cannot fail because I will lend them my strength as long as theirs is wanting. Okay. All right, we have two more paragraphs. I will go with you to the Holy One, and through my perception he can bridge the little gap. Your gratitude to your brother is the only gift I want. I will bring it to God for you, knowing that to know your brother is to know God. If you are grateful to your brother, you are grateful to God for what he created. Through your gratitude, you come to know your brother, and one moment of real recognition makes everyone your brother, because each of them is of your father. Love does not conquer all things, but it does set all things right. Because you are the kingdom of God, I can lead you back to your own creation. You do not recognize them now but what has been disassociated is still there. Well, yeah, the separation is part of the ego's device to maintain itself, but this is saying um, you're indebted to your brother, and your brother is what's going to help you end the separation. And, you know, there's that lesson, um, one uh, no, 246, 246, to love your father is to love his son. Oh. So it's it's like to love God, you have to love people. You know, you have to love all your brothers. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a lot of grievances, you know, that's, that's block. That's a block. Yeah. So that's why he's saying don't, don't underestimate your um, gratitude to your brothers. Because that's that's the very thing that's ending the separation. Yeah, as you come closer to a brother, you approach me. And as you withdraw from him, I become distant to you. Salvation is collaborative venture. It cannot be undertaken successfully by those who disengage themselves from the sonship because they are disengaging themselves from me. God will come to you only as you will give him to your brothers. Learn first to them. Lean, learn first to them and you will be ready to hear God. That is because the function of love is one. Yeah, I mean, it's also implying this Course in Miracles is not for people that want to go meditate in a cave and, you know, uh, be alone. Yeah. It's, it's a collaborative venture, it calls it. You mm -hmm. know, anything collaborative, it's like you need other people to collaborate with so yeah it's a collaborative venture I thought we would do 99 lesson 99, okay. 99.
Was you uh, you were asking me uh, more last night about this word salvation? Yeah. And this this lesson talks about it. Yeah. So I was saying, um, salvation is more than those three questions we were supposed to ask yesterday. Yeah, salvation what, is. What the, would you have me do? Yeah. Where would you have me go? What would you have me say? And to whom? How 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 well. Did you, guys do on that yesterday I, I remember it would seven say times I only, an hour I think I, I only had I remembered it four times during the I day. only remembered it when you remembered it and when you remembered yeah, it yeah so, <laughs> so we have to get with it now yes uh, so salvation is really accepting the atonement and, and receiving the atonement right that's one of yeah one of the meanings okay <clears throat> lesson 99 salvation is my only function here Salvation and forgiveness are the same. That's interesting. They both imply that something has gone wrong, something to be saved from, forgiven for something amiss that needs corrective change, something apart or different from the will of God. Thus do both terms imply a thing impossible, but yet which has occurred, resulting in a state of conflict seen between what is said and what could could never be. I don't get this line. Thus do both terms imply a thing impossible. Well, um, it's saying that the separation never really occurred, but you think that it did. So, I mean, part of your mind, which we call the ego, maintains that you're a separate entity and that there's people in the world that it's probably better if you don't relate to them or you even you know to some degree hate them you know Mm. so the separation is maintained even though in reality that separation is not there okay yeah that's what it's saying that's a thing that's impossible so it's impossible that there is separation okay but we think there is separation so it's like we've got a problem in our minds that we have to correct and forgiveness or it calls it salvation is the means to do that. I forgive myself for thinking the separation is real, real and making up an ego, right? Truth and illusions both are equal now, for both have happened. In our mind, we think that separation happened. Yeah. The impossible becomes the thing you need forgiveness for, salvation from. We have to forgive ourselves for what's impossible. <laughs> it's interesting. Salvation now becomes the borderland because, between the truth and the illusion. It reflects the truth because it is the means by which you can escape illusions. Yet it is not yet the truth because it undoes what was never done. Oh, that's interesting. How could there be a meeting place at all where earth and heaven can be reconciled within a mind where both of them exist? The mind that sees illusions thinks them real. They have existence in that they are thoughts, and yet they are not real because the mind that thinks these thoughts is separate from God. Okay, so thoughts of fear and guilt and anger in your personal lie and all that. Yeah. Are, are not real because but they appear to be they appear to be real it, it's like a mirage you know mm-hmm. you you see a mirage and it really looks like it's there and then you follow that <coughs> mirage and then you get closer to it and you realize it just disappears it's not even there mm. 
So similar to these ego characteristics. What joins the separated mind and thoughts with mind and thought, which are what joins the separated mind and thoughts with mind, capital M, and thoughts, which are forever one. What plan could hold the truth inviolate, yet recognize the need illusions bring and offer means by which they are undone without attack and with no touch of pain? What but a thought of God could be this plan by which the never done is overlooked and sins forgotten which were never real? Hmm. So you keep forgiving what didn't even exist, in other words. Well, and I think we have memory of making mistakes, certain things we did. We may carry some guilt, we may carry some regret. And those seem really real, you know, but it's only our egos that made the mistakes. So, yeah, this, it's it's a deep lesson because salvation is also um, not only seeing that these errors are not real, but seeing the self that made the errors are not real. And that's really hard for us mm. because we identify with that self and we have a lot of memory of what that self, you know, the history of that self. So it's not an easy task to... Mm. Um, to step outside of that you know and someone said well the Course in Miracles is not for the faint of heart you know because you've got to really look deeply into yourself and see that there's a major part of you that isn't even your real self Mm. even though you've got all this history of that self Mm. you know and that makes it even harder to let go because you've, you've got all these memories from the past about you know your history the Holy Spirit holds this plan of God exactly as it was received of him within the mind of God and in your own it is apart from time in that its source is timeless yet it operates in time because of your belief that time is real unshaken does the Holy Spirit look on what you see on sin and pain and death on grief and separation and on loss Yet does he know one thing must still be true. God is still love, and this is not his will. Yeah, and keep saying death is not his will, doesn't it, frequently? Yeah. This is the thought, capital T, that brings illusions to the truth and sees them as appearances behind which is the changeless and the sure. This is the thought that saves you and that forgives because it lays no faith in what is not created by the only source it knows. This is the thought, I'm sure they're talking about the lesson, this is the thought, salvation is my only function. This is the thought whose function is to save by giving you its function as your own. Salvation is your function with the one to whom the plan was given. Now are you entrusted with the plan, along with him. He has one answer to appearances, regardless of their form, their size, their depth, or any attribute they seem to have. 
Salvation is my only function here. God still is love, and this is not his will. Yeah, anything not producing peace and joy and love, yeah. you have to say that. You mm-hmm. know, This is not his will. This is, yeah. Okay. You will yet work miracles. Be sure you practice well the idea for today. Try to perceive the strength in what you say, for these are words in which your freedom lies. Your father loves you. All the world of pain is not his will. Forgive yourself the thought he wanted this for you. Then let the thought, capital T, with which he has replaced all your mistakes, enter the darkened places of your mind. That thought, the thoughts that never were his will. This part belongs to God as it does the rest. It does not think its solitary thoughts and makes them real by hiding them from, from him. Let in the light and you will look upon no obstacle to what he wills for you. Open your secrets to the, his high, kindly light and see how bright this light still shines in you. Practice his thought today and let his light seek out and lighten up all darkened spots and shine through them to join them to the rest. It is God's will your mind be one with his. It is God's will that he has one son. It is God's will that his one son is you. Think of these thoughts, think of these things in practicing today and start the lessons that we learned today with the instruction in the way of truth. Salvation is my only function here. Salvation and forgiveness are the same. Then turn to him who shares your function and let him teach you what you need to learn to lay all fear aside and know yourself, capital S, as love, which has no opposite. Forgive all thoughts which would oppose the truth of your completion, unity, and peace. You cannot lose the gifts your father gave. You do not want to be another self, Lower S. You have no function that is not of God. Forgive yourself, the one you think you made. Forgiveness and salvation are the same. Forgive what you have made, and you are saved. There is no special message for today which has the power to remove all forms of doubt and fear. Forever, if you are tempted to believe them true, remember that appearances cannot withstand the truth. Salvation is my only function here. God is still, God still is love, and this is not his will. Read that again, because outside it was... Oh, salvation is my only function here. God still is love, and this is not his will. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, there, but this is something that's well, I mean, comfortable. I, I mean, think, I think we all have practical problems that we have to deal with in the world. And, um, you know, maybe the problems came about, we weren't fully attentive or we weren't fully with it, but then all of a sudden, okay, there's the big problem. Um, and I, I think you can apply that lesson to those problems. Like, uh, salvation's my only function here. What's the next part? This is God not his still will. is love, and this is it's not love. his will. So, so I think when there's a disorder or there's a problem, 
you have to say that and you have to forgive yourself for whatever you know whatever you overlooked that kind of that problem came into your life um, but then you've got to like just let the solution happen you know and and maybe maybe that solution's um, going to be a challenge you know like it's going to cost you money or it's going to cost you time or it's going to cost you attention that you didn't think you had to give but all of a sudden now you've got this thing in your life yeah so I, I was just thinking about when you do have these problems and it, I'm, I'm thinking you know we have this uh, tour we're trying to put together for the Middle East again after India and it seemed like it was also clear and now it's not so clear you know and like it's I wouldn't call it a problem but it's a challenge and uh, it it doesn't feel like it's flowing like it did when I first sort of thought about it and so now let's this lesson salvation is my only function here and what's the next one God's will God's is deal. love and this is not his will well if it's love it's gonna flow right a state of love is a state that uh, doesn't have problems it doesn't have challenges it doesn't have uh, um, glitches you know but I mean that's not life I mean life's gonna throw you glitches and then how do you deal with it? So that's what this lesson's about. It says there is a special message for today which has the power to remove all forms of doubt. Yeah. And fear forever. And fear. Salvation is my only function. God still is love and this is not his will. This problem. Your only function tells you you are one. Remind yourself of this between the times you give five minutes to be shared with him who shares God's plan. Yeah. How often are we supposed to do well, the five minutes? Well, I mean, probably every hour. But <laughs> it doesn't say yeah. that, but anyway. Salvation is my only For, function here. Former lessons it did say. Thus do you in. lay forgiveness on your mind and let all fear be gently laid aside that love may find his rightful place in you and show you that you are the Son of God. Okay, we should do five minutes meditating on this. Salvation. Well, yeah. What? Salvation is my only function here. God. God is still love. And anything that's a challenge, this is not his will. It's like God doesn't want you to uh, have problems. Mm. So if you got a problem, then you can solve it, but... The, easy, the easiest way to solve it is not to be angry about it and not to be uh, activated about it, but just say, okay, well, I didn't foresee all of this and um, I want it to flow and I want, I want God's highest thoughts in whatever this is to restore it back to some kind of order, you know? And uh, I think the, the faster we say that lesson the faster everything gets resolved you know but but when things come up they they're they're activating oh. right wouldn't you say 
Yeah, and that's when that's when you need to practice your lessons. Yeah, well, let's 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 take a couple minutes and think about it. I, I was thinking about my conditions in my body and um, that somewhere it says sickness is a defense against the truth and then trying to see that maybe this whole thing with my week of respiratory ailment was unnecessary, <laughs> you know, like it's applying that lesson, well... God is still love and this is not his will. I mean, it wasn't his, God's will that I be sick for a week, you know? And, well, okay, whatever. I was angry when we were in that airport and we had to sit there for 12 hours and then yeah, that's what triggered sit it. on the plane and that kind of triggered it. So, um, so I kind of succumbed to that a bit and I forgive myself for that, but... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we've we've fallen, stub our toes, and we shouldn't make ourselves so wrong because sometimes it it seems to happen involuntarily, like we almost can't help it. It's like if you're activated, you're activated, and you, you're still there for twelve hours sitting, you know, being miserable, and. Um, Sometimes shit happens, right? What do you think, Sandra Ray? What do you do when shit happens? Well, I mean, immediately you have to forgive it right yeah. away instead of going into the anger. So I think it has to. We have to learn immediate forgiveness of any situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immediate. It's like <clears throat> you know we've had some. She's talking about can you be have grievances and still be loved? I don't. I don't think Jesus would say that a grievance and, and love can go together, but we have to forgive ourselves instantly for the grievance. Yeah, and get, the grievance get, may be showing us something that we need to correct in ourselves. Yeah. So it's a lesson, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't that save a lot of pain to have immediate forgiveness? Yeah, it would. Well, like, it we would. Had, we but, had a grievance about being 12 hours without even being able to lie Yeah, down. and that grievance like like <laughs> morphed into sit, you know. make morphed into having a kind of a sickness or a helplessness you know and um yeah the grievance is there and the grievance is a lesson and it does say all things are lessons god would have me learn but the ultimate lesson of the grievance is to let the grievance go immediately right as fast as you can (laughs) as fast as you can and and some grievances seem to be more difficult than others to let go of um but I mean, there's still lessons. But I think we're we're challenged. What if we said that in the in the moment we realized we were activated? God is still loving. This is not His will. And I forgive it immediately. And I forgive it. And salvation's my only function here. And salvation and forgiveness are the same. So we would be forgiving that thing that's activating us quicker. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think that's. That's the highest thought. Yeah, it is. That's what we need to do. Is That's the highest thought. Come up with instant forgiveness. Yeah, so if we remember that lesson, I mean, just that one line, God is still loving, this is not his will, 
because love is a state free of opposites. It's a state free of problems. It's a state free of, you know, grievances. Love holds no grievances. Yeah, that's the line. 68. That's the line we need. Love holds no grievances. Holds no grievances, mm-hmm. and then. And then 10 lessons later, it says, well, let miracles replace my grievances. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the miracle. God's still love, and this is not his will. So it's not God's will that we suffer ever or that we even have problems. But, um, you know, we're, we're living in the world bumping up against people and situations, and it's, it's um, you know, the Course in Miracles is for people in the world, not like out in the cave meditating. So that means you're going to have these frictions. You're going to have these uh, situations where um, they need some kind of attention and some kind of uh, reordering or they need, they need order because they're a bit of chaos, you know, and... Uh, we're going to find ourselves in those situations, and that's why we need the miracles. We need to remember, oh, well, God is still love, and this is not his will, and I, I forgive myself for making up this situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, thank you. Well, yeah, I think that's as far as we can go today. Yeah, thank you. But thank you, Patty, for being with us, and oh, thank it's you. wonderful to be here in Hawaii. God bless.